Welcome to Newsworthy with Norisworthy. Get ready for some awesome. Hey friends, before we get to Faith Haygood, our good friend from Los Angeles, let me give you a little update. This is the third of the Easter podcast that I was going to do. Hopefully you celebrated Easter uh, well yesterday. And uh, if you want to hear how I incorporated all three of these uh, concepts from the last three Easter podcasts, uh, go over the Westover Hills sermon page and you can hear my sermon, which, you know, I ripped off very generously from all three of these episodes. Anyway, uh, next week we've got Colin McCann, who is just a fascinating guy. Uh, you'll enjoy that podcast next week, but this week we have to the podcast Fate Hey Good. Today we so, have returning go. to the show, our good friend, Mr. Fate Hey Good. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, uh, LA, you've been uh, shut down for a while, in a few weeks now. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you've had three Sundays where you're preaching basically just to a screen. Is that right? Pretty much. Yeah. Us and me and the so worship team. You and the worship team. So you're you're preaching to basically a dead audience. So my question for you is, after three weeks of that, how do you feel preaching now at a white church? White churches are never dead for me. So I, I you know what you're talking about. Every time oh, I just, people saying yeah. everything, so I, just you're just rubbing that in now. You're just being mean to me. I actually tweeted that uh, that joke out like a month ago. I sent it to you right away. Yeah. Thought, yeah, yeah, that's that's on point, man. That's funny. Yeah, so uh, you guys have been preaching. Uh, you've been doing uh, three weeks of that. You're yeah. the week before you'd started doing like space and stuff out. Uh, L.A. has been y- y'all are been shut down for weeks you're gonna you already have an order for what eight more weeks of this yes at least something like that at least at least the how how's your church responding like how are the the people <clears throat> at metro man uh, surprisingly you know they're doing just amazing um um you know they are fully on board with all of the online things we have to do um and it's incredible because you know we had we were dragging our feet on a lot of online stuff, as I told you right before you called me. I'm updating graphics on the website with you know, with the people, and you know, uh, and you know now our older members they're all on Zoom, and I mean you know, <laughs> which is <Crazy>. amazing. <laughs> but that I, is it is amazing how how much they are stepping up and just flowing with it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I take for granted working at a uh, multi-staff church that I, you know work with a bunch of people, uh, and, and you don't have a ton of other full-time people that uh, you get to work with, and so this is like we've we've rescheduled this call multiple times because I know you've had a ton of stuff on your plate Absolutely. just trying to get it all. Absolutely. And so some people look at preachers like, oh, well, you're just preaching online; it must be easier now. <laughs> Anything but the case. It is, it is so much harder. It is so yeah. much harder. What do you think's harder? Like, obviously, there's the logistics that are harder. Sure. Is the actual mechanism of communicating through a screen more difficult for you than people um, there? Yes, in some ways it is, because um, you're used to the the ebb and flow, the vibe in the room. You're used to, um, you know, especially you know, I mean, you know, we're not like a charismatic church. But it's definitely African American churches. So you you get amen, you get pushes, you get you you you, you get a running commentary on your <laughs> message. <laughs> so if if it's going the wrong way, you also get that, and so you can, <laughs> so you can kind of manage, you know, like 
what you Hold doing? <laughs> Wait, so someone's like, nah, nah, let's not go there. Like, they'll, they'll give you that? In those words. <laughs> Absolutely. Faye, I'm, I'm very glad you didn't tell me that before I preached at Metro. Because <laughs> that would have terrified me. That it, Like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't like this. Go somewhere else. Different text, different story. Come on now. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. So when you're you're just preaching to, you know, your eight or nine worship team members. Well, that's uh, at the second service. Yeah, are, but are they like in while you're preaching right now? Are they participating? Are they like, yeah. calling it out of you? Some yeah. of them are. Um, mm-hmm. At the first service, though, it's it's just me and the me and the tech guy, basically. Really? Yeah. So we're still we were debating on whether or not we would keep doing two services or not, but we're we're moving forward in such a way to say, you know what, we want to keep as much as possible the rhythm of the church. Yeah. And so at the first one, you know, it's me and <laughs> just a tech guy and no, yeah. he doesn't say anything. <laughs> That's not right. That's not right. I've been, t- there's one guy who's behind like our main camera that I'm, I'm preaching to. And I've been telling every week, like, I feel like I'm just yelling at you for 30 minutes every Sunday. Cause it's just, it's just you. And I'm just like looking right at you the whole time, but it's, Different time, man. And you've been preaching for, for decades. You've been in ministry. You've been leading churches for, for a long time. This is uh, an unprecedented time for, for all of us, Absolutely. especially uh, for those who've been doing it for a while, even though you've been doing this for decades. Like, you've never had something like this. No. And so Easter Sunday is around the corner, a couple of days away. And one of the things that I want to do during this week of Holy Week, week leading up to Easter Sunday is asking some of my, my friends that I respect, what does it mean to preach the good news and the resurrection of Jesus in a time in which it doesn't feel like Easter Sunday. Like no one's going to have uh, like their, you know, their fancy hats and their pretty pastels on in the seats. Um, you know, there's not going to be like the feel of Easter Sunday, which feels different than every other Sunday, Absolutely. right? Like it always does. So how do you think of proclaiming the good news of the resurrection when it doesn't feel very triumphal this Sunday? Well, what I decided to do was just walk in the season. Um, and if, if, if being tried and scourged and beat um, on the actual Passion Week and weekend um, and then rising from the grave is significantly more than me sheltering at home. Yep. And so I'm just walking in that, you know, um, and, and preaching it from that point of view that that the grave couldn't hold him down and neither will this virus. Nothing will hold mm. them down. So we're walking in that. And so we, we're doing some things. Um, we're doing Friends and Family Day. We're saying, <laughs> call, what does that mean? Call your friends and invite them to Easter service. <laughs> Tell them we're online. And watch it too. And yeah. watch it too. Um, our children's ministry, um, they're putting together, um, the last I checked, we, we'll see if it goes through. Um, they're putting together. Um, Easter baskets for the kids and they're going to go and deliver them to their their porches just leave them there um, mm-hmm. so that they can be surprised um, we're asking everybody to get up on this Sunday morning and put on your Sunday best and take some selfies and post it on the website mm-hmm. just whatever we can do to kind of make this you feel know, that way. Yeah. a feeling of, uh-huh. of this is the day he rose so yeah my my brother-in-law on this past Sunday uh, told my sister, uh, his wife, he's like, do, do you think we should dress up for, for church? 
because I feel like we should. And she goes, no, I'm not dressing up. But there is something to that. Like all the people who are now like working from home experts, like if you work from home, these are the seven things you need to do. And one of the things that people often suggest is dress up, yep. do your hair, yep. you know, brush your teeth, like get yourself ready. When you think of people being ready to celebrate the resurrection, there's something to that that we need to say, oh, this is... Absolutely. There's something substantial about this. And as much as we joke about, you know, the, the big hats and the pastel clothes on Easter Sunday, there, sure. there is something about the way we, we dress is going to reflect this is a unique and special Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Um, we were... You know, there's there's no clothing stores or anything open here, you know. Yeah. Um, so we were trying to the worship team and myself, like, you know, what can we do to make the, even the look of us being on TV or on the screens, you know, what can we do to make that look different? <clears throat> and so we're going to try to do some things, you know, maybe the ladies will fight if they have any kind of pastels and the guys will wear lighter earth tones or whatever, just to kind of give it a, you know, this is special. Yeah. We have changed the, um, the service for that day. Um, of the sermon is going to, the the worship and the sermon are all going to be interspersed together, and yeah. so so there'll there'll be me and then there'll be singing and then there'll be communion and then we kind of have it a different flow. We wrote mm-hmm. wrote a new song for Sunday. Um, um, are you singing it? A little bit. Oh come on, man! <laughs> a little bit. Come on now! Come bit. on! Now. Just showing off. What just showing off. I'm like you, man. You know, we just preach, man. You know. I, you no, you don't like me. I can only preach. You can sing. You can do a lot of stuff. I can only preach. That's oh, all sure. I got. And some debate if I can even do that. So you know, whatever. Use what you got. Okay, but you're making the Sunday feel special. Sure. What, so when you're thinking of, you know, resurrection. Yeah. You know, this time for California, like it is for places all across the world, there is. I mean, you have eight weeks or whatever number has been thrown out there about. Uh, yes, this is definitely up. Or we're. We're going to reassess at that point, but we don't really know how long this is going to go. Nope. And we have we have guesses, but all that is just speculation that can and will probably change multiple times over the next couple of months. Man, so it, that's the killer. That's yeah. the killer. Why do you think that's the killer? Well, it, in some ways, I'm a control freak. I, yeah. I, I don't really need to control others, though. I mean, I really don't. I don't need to control other people. But I do like to be in control of my situation. I do like to plan, you know, and say, yeah. okay. But, man, it's like every day. It's something different. Every day. The things, you know, I had my entire year planned. All the preaching, everything, you know, who's going to go, where I was going to go. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, this year, I like 12 away from the church speaking appointments. Uh, most notably, most importantly, absolutely. I mean, really, Westover, you know, come on now. Absolutely. I mean, I was I was really looking forward to coming, and now I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. I know nothing. And yeah. So everything's just day by day. Um. And so what is what is the resurrection? What does Easter say about having to live day by day instead of the? And, and I'm the same way as you. Like I want to have everything mapped out. I have a schedule. I have plans. Yeah. And all of a sudden, those are in some ways taken away from us for, for those of us who, who don't have any physical issues because of COVID-19 you know a lot of this is an inconvenience more than it is a, a sure. life-threatening problem but still it is the reality that we're living in but uh, what do you think the word for Easter resurrection is in light of of that well I, I 
the sermon I'm preaching is called Empty. I'm in Luke 24, I think. Um, and and the uncertainty of Mary and Martha going to the grave and finding it empty and sitting in that space where you had planned to go out and anoint the Lord's body. You know, you were going there and you get there and they've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they've taken him. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you're in that space and, and until, you know, I'm old school, until I, I believe were angels speaking to them, until the angels spoke to them and said, you know, you know, why are you looking here um, among the dead for the living? He's risen, you know, before before you get to all of that kind of stuff. Um, that's very similar to where we are now. You know, all your plans, all the preparations that you had made, uh, mm-hmm. even your mental um, disposition, you have to change now. You know, you yeah. suddenly mentally you have to, to switch gears. You have to completely pivot. Wait, so I'm not going to anoint his body. He's gone. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I think that speaks to where we are now. We, we're, you know, black preaching for you, though. <laughs> it's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> but Sunday's coming. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where we are now. You know, it's it, it, it. We're in that place where, you know, but we know Sunday's coming. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's a "It's Friday, but Sunday's coming" is a is a famous sermon that I think Absolutely. probably if you think of you know parts of a sermon that people have heard more than any other sermon in the last hundred years, that has to be one of them. Absolutely. But but, but you say like it's it's black preaching, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Tell me more about what do you mean by that? Well, well, you know, um, uh, most most is probably the wrong word, but but in a lot of um, black preaching, um, it is contextualizing the message um, either metaphorically um, or analogously to the now that yeah that happened then but that was their Friday mm-hmm. this is our Friday yeah oh but the hope in it the hope in it is that Friday isn't our permanent uh, situation mm-hmm. Friday is just a precursor to what God is doing and it gives you hope to go on to say all right you know it's not going to be fun the Lord's not here right now um, but it's part of the plan yeah you know um, why do you think that's more in black preaching than in like in stereotypically speaking of course in black preaching than in white preaching because I think that is something that you find in scripture, I think you find, you know, New Testament writers, you know, reading back like the Exodus story into what's going on with Jesus and uh, other times like that. So I feel like that's part of the Christian witness, especially what we see in scripture. But why do you think that's found more in black preaching than in white preaching, typically? Well, uh, typically, I, I believe it's because um, we are contextually um, different. My, yeah. Our context of life, how we approach life. Um, um, is different. We, you know, we don't, and, and I hate using this because it's just not true of everybody. Using broad terms is never true of everybody. Um, but typically, you, you see African Americans viewing themselves in the struggle. Mm-hmm. In the struggle. 
and defined by the struggle, either either as um, to to escape the oppressor or to overcome uh, <laughs> debilitating circumstances. Um, and it, it's always to fight against hopelessness. And so the witness of the Old Testament, especially the Exodus, but even the witness of the New Testament um, of, of the of the Gentiles um, who were who were without hope and without God in the world. And God says, no, you're not. Um, um, you are special. Um, that, 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 that idea of hope and moving toward hope, regardless of circumstances, is vital. Um, uh, but that, that may be, <laughs> it's becoming more so now, that may be more um, African-American boomers than, uh, than Gen X or millennials. But, because why well, is that? Well, a lot of uh, uh, millennials significantly more, at least black millennials significantly more than boomers. Gen X are kind of in there too. Um, but they are more often, they are more recipients. They are more recipients of others' struggle. Mm. And so they they then... Uh, look with a backwards glance at the struggle and interpret it as often a critique on their situation as opposed to uh, a a springboard um, for them they they often look at it look at it more of a critique uh, you you will hear statements like uh, I don't want grandmama's religion. Uh, uh, so the, the critique is grandma's religion, which saw the struggle uh, that she was going through, read into the bigger sh- struggle of you know scripture or whatever. Um, and then, so I would see grandma's struggle as critiquing me, like I'm not struggling enough or that I'm not a part no, of it. No, no. That, what uh, do you mean? That uh, uh, I, I don't need a God... Um, of deliverance. I need wow. a God of blessings. Um, I don't need to, to. I don't need you to sing. Uh, farther along, we'll know all about it. <laughs> tempted and tried. No. Is this because because <laughs> they are reaping the benefits of the hard work that was sowed? Generations before, yeah, okay, absolutely. I mean, you you see you see it not only in in, in African American culture, you see it in 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 white culture also. You yes. see you see the idea of uh, of uh, uh, not 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 privilege of uh, uh, you'll be old one day. <laughs> like while you're thinking of that, like Malcolm Gladwell's talked about, like the the immigrant. Uh, like rhythm where you have someone who immigrates to the States and then their kids get a little better and then their grandkids go off and become lawyers and doctors. But then what happens to the generation after that? Or like the terrible example would be you have someone who comes from a lot, they work their way to the top and then they have a kid who's just coasting off the coattails of mom and dad's struggle. Yeah, yeah. But they're not coasting. I I think, well, the word is entitlement. Um, It's not privilege, it's entitlement. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you see the idea that um, 
you know, I shouldn't have to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for example, I remember I, in dealing with my son, what frightened me about my son um, was when uh, you had this big spike in black men getting shot. And, uh, and I started seeing things on TV that I experienced growing up myself. But I, I raised my son a little differently than I. Um, so, you know, I was raised to to survive. And so a lot of my behaviors uh, are survival behaviors. Um, um, to I was also taught to be multilingual, um, to culturally multilingual. Yeah. So, so... I didn't feel like uh, people were supposed to treat me a certain way. I felt like I needed to behave in a way to survive this particular situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas my son, I raised him to feel like you're, you're, you're as good as anyone else. You ought to be treated like anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I grew up thinking uh, we were taught you need to be twice as good. So, so if he, if, 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 to, well, twice as good to get the same pay um, or less pay, you need to be twice as good to get in the door. Um, but I teach him like that. So if he gets pulled over by the police, if I get pulled over by, by the police, immediately I'm going to put my hands up on the steering wheel. Immediately. I don't want to get, a, I don't want anybody to give a reason to shoot me. Period. Well, th- that's not how my son was raised. My son was raised like, hey, I got rights. <laughs> yeah. That's what he'll say. Hey, I have rights, you know, um, and that's fine, you know. But but when 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 all of a sudden people start getting shot again, start to scare me. I say that because see, <clears throat> my generation will automatically. Um, you talk about the African American experience with scripture. Um, we will automatically interpret it um, through the lens of or through a paradigm of survival. Um, whereas as my son, and I'm not using entitlement in a bad way. I'm okay. I'm saying entitlement as a way of processing life and information. Um, this is I, what I'm entitled to. Right. This is what I'm That's entitled how, to. I have certain okay. rights and privileges, blah, blah, blah. So, so he's going to probably, that'll be his first default. So, so instead of immediately putting his hands on the steering wheel, he's immediately thinking, why is this fool pulling me over? Gotcha. <laughs> I was so he lost, you know. so he believed all that stuff where people are all created equal. Absolutely, that everyone has the same inherent value because Absolutely. they're a person. You got it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's just a different world. I I remember you know uh, actually a mutual friend, uh, our, the late Sean Adams, talking about how his parents wanted him to to be better off and like they want to have sure. a better life than him. And I never thought like my parents were giving me a better life. It was always, hey, I, my parents had a good life. I want to have the same kind of life they did. Sure. I don't need to go anywhere. Like this is where, it, so just again, right. like different perspective. But Absolutely. if we're like circle this back to the idea of of Easter and read into the struggle that we're in right now and the hope that we are offered. Like there is hope. And even at the very beginning, like your move was, you know, Jesus overcame far worse. Like Absolutely. what he experienced on Friday is far worse than Absolutely. my personal experience. Like this is just Luke saying this of, I'm social distancing, I'm self-quarantined, I'm staying at home. Like, 
the resurrection is a far bigger deal than that. Yes. And so you're reading that story into our present reality. And that's the good news is, yeah, we can get through this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, when we come from that perspective, um, preaching it, you know, we, you know, we immediately default to, oh, just we're back in the struggle. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's happen time. You know, you, and there's something good. Like if if we all see ourselves as part of the struggle, like there yeah. is a shared enemy, and it's not systemic racism. It's Absolutely. not the, the <laughs> transgressions that you know I have you know carried down or whatever. But it is the the common enemy is no longer one of us. Maybe there's a way for us to go. Hey, we're all in the struggle together, and maybe just maybe one of the blessings of what God can do through something terrible like this is we all realize. Hey, wait a minute. We're, we're all in this together. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter your ethnicity. We have a shared enemy, and so maybe that can create a sense of cohesiveness. Yep. Which, let's be honest, there's not a ton of it right now. Right. Maybe we can move past. Who knows? And I, you know, I mean, I, and I, that's what I, you know, I was one of my prayers. I was on the, I was on a call um, the other day. You remember you called? I was on a call with a lot of just a, a lot of guys nationally, um, African American preachers, yep. uh, trying to figure out how we can just run through this stuff um it's good um you know you know especially those with older churches than mine hmm. uh, you know they're like you know my folks don't want to send money anyway they want to come to the church building fill out an envelope and so they had to set up times when they could come and oh wow and that's yes. beautiful like this is what they do and they want to yes or, or it could be hey they're just stuck in the routine and they can't change <laughs> but let's read it the positive way that they have these tra- right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. but that's so, the thing well, and so, and so when I when I look at it that way, you know, we started talking about the struggles of leading in this environment, and of course that led us to conversations about the, our national leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, a lot of us struggle with um, um, how, mm-hmm. uh, but one of the things we were praying for is that dude, this dude, he's in a situation that's tough. This is a tough, tough. I mean, to lead the nation now is tough. Um, and so, you know, we were praying, you know, um, you know, trying to get, you know, just get behind. Because, I mean, we have one enemy, you know. Then and then all of a sudden you see this, you know, they have one press conference where everybody's talking. And then you got to follow that press conference up with this Oval Office view of everybody, you know, saying how wonderful you are. Or like. Come on, dude, we're really trying here, man. (laughs) (laughs) We're really trying, you know, kind of to get behind and say, you know, come on, lead us. And, you know, but dude, it's it's making it hard. (laughs) You know, I'm just thinking to what you're saying, you know, this our division is really it's it's really deep and we're trying to get behind, you know, what's Mm -hmm. really going on. It's just the rhetoric every time it has to pop up. And of course, that's on both sides of the aisle. It always has to, you know, can we just be one nation under God right now? Uh, it would sure be nice if all these states were, as their name implied, united. That would be great. Um, yeah. Well, we got Easter. We got some good news to celebrate. And uh, fate, it's good for, to catch up with you. I do hope that uh, come July you're able to make the trip out to uh, Texas. I, to, yeah. I sure hope so. But uh, blessings on you. Thanks for the time. And uh, give Metro my love. Absolutely. Oh, man, they loved you, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. You kind of cut out. I want to hear that. They loved you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. I, I still cherish that was a gift to be able to be there. But, uh, Thanks for checking out Newsworthy with Norsworthy. 
Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You are now adjourned. <laughs>